0: Good to be with you guys for another podcast. Uh, we are covering a pretty important topic to, uh, today and I'm joined by the great Zach McCrary.
1: Good evening
0: <laughs> and Alex Rapel. Hello <laughs> And we are uh, we're, we're going to talk about lead generation, so I, I just think this is probably the most common question that I get. How do I get my appointments? Um, How do I find my leads? And and really, I I think when I'm doing the business briefing Tuesday night or somebody else is, probably the most common question that, that we get, if someone's looking to join the business, is how do I generate my leads? Right, absolutely. And the truth is, when people get out in the field, they realize how easy it is, people love what we do, we get referrals, but how am I going to build my initial client base because once your client base is built, you get a lot of, lot of referrals. So we wanna dive into lead generation today, what we do. And my experience is it's not really a closing issue, it's a I don't have enough leads issue. Right, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll get uh, questions, hey, this person's not calling me back, how often should I follow up? <laughs> Immediately I think this person doesn't have enough names and numbers to call. So if they're wondering why they they sound like the stalkerish friend is <laughs> because they don't have enough names and numbers to call.
1: That's a really good point. I never considered that before. Like if if you are focused on that one person and why they won't call you back, then you don't have enough to do.
0: Yeah, and you're gonna probably end up irritating someone and being unprofessional. <laughs> a lot of times it's a timing thing. Yes. some sometimes the fortune is in the follow-up it, meaning that some you know sometimes the timing thing i have people in my organization right now that they wouldn't be here if we didn't follow up but the but the key is we had enough names and numbers on the list that we weren't like calling them all the time so really we want to delve into kind of a few things today that will help you and your goal as soon as possible when you listen to this is to get at least a 1,000 names and numbers on a list. Mm -hmm. To me, that is a starting point. So we're gonna go through recruiting, we're gonna go through networking, wellness workshops, benefits packages at companies, referrals, community events, small businesses, social media. But think about, in addition to building to a 1,000, is the other biggest thing is I feel like people will only do one thing. Okay. And then when that thing's not working, right. Their business goes through a very slow period. Yes. So having five to thrive uh, is extremely important. Yeah, so, so your
2: top five way of creating that 1,000 names list and bringing in those leads consistently.
0: Correct, and then incorporating a block calendar so <laughs> between studying and marketing and interviews and F and As that I yes. am devoting four hours of my time. Every single day to marketing slash prospecting and doing all the different things that we're going to talk about today, so I have enough names and numbers to call. And if you do the work, uh, you know the business always works. The challenge is some people will do prospecting marketing for maybe a day, yeah, or maybe a week, right? And they don't see instant results, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't really like this, yeah. and I'm not getting instant results," so they quit. It's kind of like someone. It would be like me calling my dad after my first week at college and saying, "Hey, dad, after a week, I just don't think college is for me." Probably would have slapped me and say, "Son, get back to school." Right. Yeah. But so people really need to not only do this, but be consistent with it, and then they're going to find a couple weeks in, and really ninety days in, that's when really things start to explode. So let's let's talk about some of these things t- today. And see if we might be able to help people
1: cool uh right off the bat, if we could um one of the ones that I have been uh using a lot lately like i I'm just kind of dipping my feet into the water with it is small businesses uh like going around like essentially like business card hunting in a way, you know yes. like finding community cork boards, things like that, finding small businesses, calling them up, you know talking about networking such and such meeting for coffee um. When you, when you get together with someone for something like that, because I know that was one of your big ones was sure. talking to small businesses. How do, you, how do you approach them and when you're with them?
0: So great question, and, and really you're absolutely right. So, so I'm an introvert, and, and the reason that's important for me to bring up is because many people are going to say that I hate prospecting, I hate marketing, I don't like making phone calls. Well, I can tell you right now that no one hates it more than me. so to me you you've got to really work on your why and your purpose is when the prize is big enough the price is irrelevant i didn't always feel like picking up the phone Mm -hmm. but taking care of my family taking care of my kids and accomplishing my goals are way more important than how i felt about making those phone calls so as you said i met with a lot of small businesses and What was cool about it is is I I took the networking approach a lot. So whether it was a business card or just a listing online or just walking into a business owner, I would say um, if I call them on the phone, I say, hey, Zach, I came across your business card. You're probably looking to expand and grow your business. So am I. I'm always looking for good people to refer uh, my clients to. Just wondering if uh, I could meet with you next Monday or Tuesday for a cup of coffee to see if we could help each other in terms of networking. Okay. I would go to that meeting, and then a lot of times I would just have the Jack and Donna Ryan F&A, which is basically just a sample F&A. Right. Um, so the first thing I would do is I would ask questions about their business, get to know them, um, because I, I feel like, again, people prefer to to talk about themselves they want people to listen to them and i didn't just want to think that the purpose of the meeting was just to get something out of them
1: because they're going to think the same thing if you immediately start in with your your shtick
0: right exactly so if it was a 15 minute appointment or a half hour appointment i'm probably spending the 80 percent of the time getting to know them and their business and what they do and then the last part is i would just give them a brief introduction to exactly what we do and say listen Uh, My experience is you're probably not going to refer me to anybody unless you see the value is. I'll come out, meet with you and your husband or you and your wife, um, sit down and do your plan. Yes. And give you this free second opinion. And then you can really evaluate, is this something that you see valuable to refer to other people? Okay. Um, And many of those people became my clients. And the reason I love business, small businesses, is they're typically centers of influence. So when you think about a small business, you can do their financial plan, you right. can set up a simple IRA, mm-hmm. you could do a wellness workshops, sometimes you could help them invest their business reserves. So there's so many different ways that we can help them. And the beauty is when I used to make these phone calls, these self-employed contractors in different small businesses, I would usually get their cell phone number so annoying when you're calling a big company and you have to go all through all this red tape right like, yeah. Where's the corporate offices? Yes. Well we don't make that decision. you're always getting the gatekeeper trying to screen people and, and avoid salespeople. Mm-hmm. But with small businesses I could talk to the decision maker and I'm all, you know I looked at it and said I want to waste as much time or as little time <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to waste as little time it's as promising. possible um, talking to the wrong person. Right. There's yes. no, nothing more irritating than, than trying to present or or ask for an appointment for someone or, or, or talk to a person that's not in charge of decisions. right? So these right. self-employed people, and a lot of times they make a great income, yes. but sometimes they're not good business people in a sense, or they're good at their trade, but maybe not good at running a business or managing right. money. We talk about it all the time, but people don't really have a financial background or Or sometimes think, hey, you know, I'm just trying to build my business at this point. And one of the mistakes I see small businesses make all the time is they invest every single dime into growing their business. And they really should be more diversified than that. Because I've seen businesses where because of the economy or some unforeseen situation... That their business ended up going under, and they never diversified outside of their their business. They
1: put every penny into just the business. Every penny. Yeah.
0: And there's some truth to that. I mean, Warren Buffett says all the time, don't invest in something you don't understand. Yeah. So if you're going to grow your company, great. But sometimes it just makes sense to be diversified.
1: Hmm.
2: So in terms of how you generated leads when you first started, it sounds like, and definitely from talking to you before about it, that the small business owners, was that a very large part of yours? What was it, w- it
0: was. Um, I, I, would do, I did a little bit of recruiting. If I could yeah, go so back and do more recruiting, I would because I think it's far easier to prospect about making an additional couple thousand dollars a month than asking someone if they need life insurance. If I came okay. up to you, Zach, <laughs> okay. and said, hey, um, do you need life insurance? You know, you, what would you say?
1: Uh, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: probably an awkward conversation. So the one thing I'll say about recruiting, um, because to me it's a game changer, when you look at all the people that, uh, financial companies that waste money on advertising, direct mail, we can just find somebody good and train them and help them build a business. The biggest thing with that, from a lead generation standpoint, is learn to be indirect. hmm so if I meet you and I go right at you and I'm start asking you, you know, do you keep your options open? Or are you interested in making more money? You know, you might put a wall up and you might, eh, this has a multi-level marketing feel or yeah. uncomfortable. But if I say, hey, Zach, um, it might sound like a weird question, but I'm I'm growing in the area. I'm actually looking to establish another office. And I'm looking for people, high integrity, good people skills, good work ethic that might be interested in making a couple thousand dollars a month part-time. Who do you know um, that might fit those characteristics that I'm looking for?
1: Don't make it at all about them, make it about who they know.
0: Exactly. And a lot of times they're going to say, well, what about me? Do you think I could do that? So I get that all the time. But because I didn't go at them, Mm -hmm. it came across as a lot more professional. I think the other thing that new people do... And I know this isn't a recruiting, uh, podcast, but I think it should check that one out though, folks. Yeah, (laughs) but, but, but it's important to understand all the different ways to generate leads is the other thing that new people need to really do is learn how to give their best leads to their leadership Mm. and leverage their leadership because they tend to word vomit and give people too much information and, and maybe you try to recruit people and not knowing the answers to the questions and they could go through a a, a large list and, and, and really blow it you in know, a or period. screw it yeah. up. So really you want to if you're new on this call, you want to sit down with 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 your leadership and go through your list with them and really try to get as many names and numbers on that list before you meet with them and and leverage them to build your client base and, and your team um,
1: that's a that's a really good point like for me personally i know that that was something that i had a problem with was the word vomiting because i wanted to i wanted to give them as much information, like my, my brain was saying, give them as much information as you can so that they know that you're a good person and you're doing a good thing, yeah. you know, or like maybe one of these things that you put between commas will be the thing that they need, you yeah. know, and that's a bad yeah. way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: and your intention was cool. You're excited. You wanted to give them information, but really, I just want to get an appointment. Mm-hmm. You know, the saying is, you know, don't, don't spill your candy in the lobby, well, <laughs> that's, it, cool. that's what people do is they don't realize you're not trying to do the appointment over the phone. You're just trying to get the appointment. So
2: having that clarity of your intention going into talking to that sure. person.
0: And I think also the other thing I'm going to hit on real quick is I think people know, whether it's a recruiting prospect or a client prospect, yes. I think they know uh, if you're authentic or not. what, right. what, yep, what, yep. what is your Are you looking Absolutely. to help them or are you... Are you coming across as how they can benefit benefit you? Yes. Um, you know, I think people can tell if you need them. So you, we always want to make sure that they they understand even indirectly that that they need us way more than we need them. Correct. And then we're bringing value and we're bringing a benefit.
2: Not sounding needy, like you need them. You yeah. don't need them. No
0: convincing. No presenting. Uh, in in a professional way that I'm going to be successful with or without you, we're expanding. Do you want to be a part of it?
1: So make sure to bring an approach almost like I can make time for you rather than I will do whatever you want. Right. Like approach it like I can give you an hour of my important time, you know, because yeah. I want to help you. Of
0: course, and, and think about the person that's signing up an appointment in our office and they're like t- prospecting like, well, I have the entire week open, what's good for you? Well, who wants to meet with a person that has the entire week open? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right. right. Yeah, So yeah, always yeah. give people an option. So the second point we'll talk about is networking. So I mentioned a little bit with businesses, but there's so many d- different, you can actually join a networking group that's mm-hmm. industry yes. specific. I know a lot of people in my organization uh, do that. Uh, I know Joe and our one of my RVPs, uh, is very good at that. Yeah. He's in several, and then he generates good leads from. Nate one,
1: Keller is big on getting into Yeah, what he's my, been
0: getting my wife, uh, Samantha, was very good at networking when we first started. Now, we don't do a lot of it anymore, but again, when you're starting this business, we talked about Five to Thrive. Yes, um, Do it as long as you have to, to build that client base. So that that was important. So now it's, read the book, Never Eat Lunch Alone. And and really the concept there would be that um, I wanna build as many relationships with key people as I can. So I'm not in networking groups anymore, but um, I network a lot still. And I meet people for coffee, I meet people for lunch, and I try to bring them value. So perfect in our business, CPAs, because every one of their clients likes them and trusts them. Mm. So they refer right. their investment clients or yes. insurance clients. CPAs are great. Mortgage brokers, realtors, which, by the way, all three of these can actually work with us either as a silent agent or part-time. Right, mm-hmm. Those are fantastic. Um, so any uh, uh, estate attorneys... Uh, personal injury attorneys, because obviously they just got the settlement, they need people to invest. Mm-hmm. And I can go on and on, but just think of professionals that are out in the community all the time providing value, and actually is gonna be f- forming a relationship with Quicken Loans, we're gonna be doing mortgages, but just so many business professionals, build a great relationship, get, bring them value, um, and then they're gonna reciprocate that back. The other thing that I used to do a lot of is wellness workshops and seminars.
1: Uh, that's the next one that I was going to ask about. Tell me, tell me more about that, and and uh, maybe for people who don't know, like where you find, because there is a site that you go to to learn the wellness workshops, well, right? And how to So, do
0: it. so one site for people to new people to check out is primericaworkshops.com, and on P O L, there's a whole bunch of training. In fact, one of the guys in our hierarchy, one of my friends, Chris Royce. Um, did a lot of training on the topic, but here's the, it's, it's actually pretty beautiful when you think about it, because what, what is a business owner, or HR director saying no to? Yeah. They, there's, I mean, financial wellness, much like health wellness and different other things. I mean, we're providing value. There's no cost. There's no obligation. So the idea is quite simply is to go to a company. Let's say there's 50 employees. Mm hmm that I, over lunch or coffee in the morning that I do like a half hour seminar, teach on different principles. And generally what happens is two out of the three after the seminar, I want to meet with us out outside of work. So obviously in doing that, you know, there's a lot of, you know, FNAs or financial plans that, that come out of that, mm-hmm. but just through that education process. And and usually before or after a staff meeting's the best time yes. or lunch the best time. Don't try to advertise it at, out of you know off hours because right. no one's going to come to it. No one wants no, to be at work. No, longer than and they no are. exactly. And yeah. then pick companies where you feel like the demographics are good. Um, so they make a good income. They probably have some assets and resources to work with and, and there are people that you can kind of sit down with. So think of it as a workshop. It's like the equivalent of doing a first F&A appointment for however many people
2: it is. Yes. Okay. So, so in th-
0: terms of being more efficient, effective with your
2: time, it's like doing 20 F&As. Yeah, that's kind of fantastic. Uh, yeah, really. I mean,
0: th- <laughs> think about it. Think bigger. So yes. if you land a 401k or land a wellness workshop, it's a way to generate a ton of leads in a, qu- a short period of time. And you could you know, you could call Voya or AXA and have them run the 5,500 report. They'll actually send you a list of companies, uh, how big their 401k is, how many employees are are there, how many are participating in the 401k. They'll give you the contact information for the financial company. So although Voya and AXA, et cetera, think that you're asking for it for prospecting for 401ks, it's better to go uh, through the wellness workshop idea because to me, there's less to say no to. If I call a 401k uh, provider or HR director, I should say, and say, hey, I can give you better funds, less fees, better service, uh, regardless of whether they think that's true or not, they're just gonna equate it as work. Mm -hmm. But if I do a workshop and the HR director becomes my client, Then I can just have a direct conversation. Right. If Zach's my client, hey Zach, uh, you know, just to be honest with you, these four hundred and one k funds are not that good. Uh, we could give you better funds, and, and in turn, a better performance, less fees, and of course, better. Ser- I mean, service and I've been getting these complaints from people that work here and say, "Hey, listen, you're the first person that's brought this up to me. I didn't understand how this worked." Mm. Right? That conversation then becomes very easy on some of the other things.
1: Interesting. Now, okay, so if I so we have a, we have a, a pretty broad list here that we've put together before the show talking about possible lead generation. Let's talk from a like straight out of the gate someone who is brand new, they don't have any securities license yet or experience in that, Um, you know, uh, business cards, things like that, like social media, obviously, what would be another one do you think to be in their big five? So,
0: yeah, so really, uh, everybody should have a warm market list. And I know we talk about 25 in Primerica, but I think that's way too small when you really think about. So the average person... If you sit down with them and just look at, so Alex, how many contacts do you have in your phone?
2: Probably about 200. To Zach, 200. how many do you have? Probably around
0: the same, yeah. Okay, so you guys both have 200 contacts in your phone. So if you're brand right. new and I'm meeting with you, you're you're writing all those names and numbers down and we're talking about every single one of them because even if it doesn't make sense for them to become a client or recruit, yeah, you sure. should at least meet with them and say, hey, this is what you should say. Hey, listen, I know you're probably already set, um, uh, I know you probably wouldn't be interested, but I just wonder if I can meet with you for a cup of coffee because I find good people, no good people. Right. You might know people that could use my help. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, that, and then social media. So, uh, you know, I don't have Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I bet my wife had, I mean, how many contacts you think she has is that something you can see on her page i have no yeah, idea how facebook works yeah, how many friends. how, how so many how many talking. you guys have how um, many friends do you have do you know
2: a little over a thousand so so,
0: so you have a thousand friends yeah on, so on facebook it's and, a it's unbelievable yeah. to me so think about these people that started primerica back in 1977 right. they weren't texting right if they had a cell phone, it weighed 500 pounds. Yes. They, they didn't leave voicemails. They didn't have social media. They didn't have emails. They yes. couldn't text people.
2: You had to go out and talk to each and every person. I mean, it's so a, in terms of like, yeah, when you hear like like somebody young and the technology age complaining about, I don't know anybody. Like, what, uh, what do you, what do you say to crazy. that? It's just crazy. We have that? less
0: than 2% <laughs> market share.
1: Samantha exactly, has like the 1,437. Yeah, so
0: 1,437 <laughs> contacts. So Samantha's my new recruit. I'm learning as many things as possible about those contacts. And And actually, sometimes outside of family and friends, just uh, someone that you know from a distance sometimes is your best lead. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just crazy the excuses people make. We have less than 2% market share. We were talking tonight at our meeting that Morningstar predicted Primerica Uh, would be the Amazon of the financial services. That's really cool. I I, I snapped a shot of that. Think about uh, that they're bigger than Walmart and Target and JCPenney and all these stores combined. And Morningstar, which is recognized as the number one rated investment research company uh, in the world, Mm -hmm. is predicting that, but yet, somebody that has a thousand contacts in their in their Facebook or 300 <laughs> in their phone says, Ben, I don't know who to talk to, right? And if you go and share your story with all 1,400 of those contacts, even if it doesn't make sense for them, they're going to know people.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and the, what I have found, and, and I dealt with it myself, was sometimes when people look at their Facebook, they'll see someone's name and think, "Ah, oh, they're not going to be interested or, oh, no, that's not the right person. But you just got to go for it. Yeah. Like today, and in, like I, I, I did that with somebody. I was, I saw him. I was like, why not? You know, like, but he was someone that I'd never considered before. Yeah. And boom! Right off and, the bat, he's like, I'm interested.
0: And here's the key: is, is don't post something stupid on Facebook. <laughs> you know, on the main page. Private message people yes. with less information, and just really try to get in front of people. Mm. I think that's a mistake. I think with social media, what you want to do is you want to sell like a lifestyle. You know, not post dumb recruiting messages that make you look like an idiot. Yeah, but re- um, Andy. Andy was talking yeah, and about that. Yeah, Andy Kepke yeah. was was really trained on that, and he does a lot of his recruiting through social media. It's just get good at sending people private messages, and again, just try to get in front of them. Uh, really, when you're thinking about marketing, I always think about before I send a message or leave a voicemail, is how would I interpret this, or how would this come across to me if I was on the other end of this message. Yes. And I think that's a very helpful thing to do. Now, if you're out in the field and you're providing value to people, then obviously a big part of generating leads is referrals. Right. So that's something, and to be honest with you, a lot of people in my organization are not good at it. They're not asking for referrals. They're not going about it the right way. Um, and, and they're not getting a lot of referrals.
1: No. and uh, honestly, that's one of that's probably my biggest problem. Is in all of in all of the FNAs that I have done, I have gotten maybe a handful of referrals, and I can't figure out what I'm doing wrong. Right.
0: So so we'll we'll, we'll talk about that for a little bit. Now, the first thing that I'll say is if you're new on this call, one thing to keep in mind, uh, or on this podcast, I should say, <laughs> you did that the other week too. I'm so used you're to so it. So used to doing. <laughs> co- if you're so used to doing conference calls. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I haven't got a lot of, of referrals and I just started, some of that is that your client, uh, they're not going to say this, but they're thinking that you're going to quit. Uh, so referrals right. come more after the fact when they they know you're here for a while, you put right. in your flag, yep. and now you're going back and... Doing a review and you're servicing yes. them. Okay.
2: So like I'm Alex, I'm a college kid, you know, my family knows me that I'm studying. And yeah. then out of nowhere I come up with this, hey, um, like we meet and let me do your finances. I don't say it that way obviously, but that's what we're doing when we meet with them because <laughs> we're doing their finances and then what are they thinking when I when we come out? This is just like a summer job or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Your
0: family yet. might think of it yeah. as an internship. Hey, is Alex going to stay with us long term? Yeah, okay. You know, some of your friends aren't going to join because they want to see an example. I mean, we can go on and on and on about that, but you're going to get more referrals on the reviews. Okay, now that doesn't mean you can't get any up front. So mm. a few things yes. to keep in mind is make sure you talk about the process in the first visit, and people have because people have no idea. Yeah. Second thing is be specific with referrals that you ask for, because right. clients have no idea. So if you say, well, hey, what, what they're gonna ask is, what do I owe you for this, Zach? Hey, Alex, what do I pay you? Yes. If they're asking that, that means they're seeing value.
2: Trying to see how to give value back to you. But
0: they're going to think, okay, I'm going to refer you to all my broke friends because they need help with their finances. But that's yes. not what we want. We want someone in a good position to put them in a great position. Okay. Yeah. So one of the key things with referrals is be specific on who you want. Uh, the third thing is partner with them. Don't ask people for referrals without spending some time helping them p- compile the list mm-hmm. and getting to know them. Because it's just like uh, you sit down with someone for from a homework situation where like they don't know any of the answers to the F&A, so they have homework. Yeah. If you don't help them with the homework, a lot of times it doesn't get done. <laughs> hey, what's your 401k balance? What are your funds? Yes. we got to help them with that process. Same thing with referrals. And then the last thing that I'll say is make sure you've got a good follow-up plan as to how they're going to introduce you, whether it's a text, whether it's a conference call. It's not a referral if they give you the list without actually talking to them first. So that's a very important thing a Then it just referrals. becomes a cold call. Exactly. The other thing that is underutilized, um, and there's so many things, we're not going to be able to cover everything in one podcast, but it, it, community events. When Samantha and I went to RVP our first year, we literally did over 200 events in a year. Wow. Some people say, well, this one doesn't work. That one doesn't work. I mean, I can give example upon example. Um, Tim Barley did an event in Stewartstown, and, and really um, I think met one couple that day and it was Doug and Michelle Wilkinson. Huh. So imagine mm. what their life would look like uh, if, if Tim wouldn't have did that event. You have no right. idea who you're going to need. So sometimes they're good, so sometimes they're bad. And to give uh, the new people an idea, so Tim
2: got Doug. Um, how much does Tim make a year about off of just that? Meeting Doug and getting him on. Well,
0: uh, (laughs) Doug was actually one of Tim's replacements, so that's that's a conversation for another for another call. But but (laughs) Doug's close to 200. We'll go over probably 300 this year. So we'll 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 you know end up uh, at that level, uh, generating you know close to uh, between 50 to 100 thousand dollars a year in overrides for me. So think of a Mm. good RVP is worth an additional $50,000 a year in income. Um, and that's a big deal. I think of that as an annuity, right? Whether you get out of bed or not, right. that that override comes <laughs> yes. in, right? I don't pay for Doug's utilities or his <laughs> office rent, but yet anything that happens at that office, I get paid. So so again, Samantha and I's idea was, or focus was, we realized that not everyone's gonna say yes, But we had so many leads. I mean, think about doing 200 events, and we averaged 30 to 50 leads per event. We were never going to run out of people to to call. Did we get a lot of no's? Yes. Uh, Did did we get a lot of people that weren't interested? Absolutely. Right. But we just had so many people to call.
1: Now, with with events... you have to have someone with a certain kind of license for those, don't you?
0: Yeah, Series 26. But the, the beauty is, is some of these events are free. Some of them cost money. But, but let's just say there's three reps there and there's 150 leads for that Saturday. Right. Then each rep would get 50 leads. That's pretty basically. solid. I mean, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, you think about it, if you're there for a couple hours and you get 50 leads, I think that's a good use of your time. Absolutely. Maybe you set up 10 appointments out of that. Maybe you end up getting 50 referrals from those 10 people. I mean, we can go on and on and on.
1: Yeah, and our, And our office has a lot of people that have that license. So as long as you have someone... Yeah, so, so get
0: the license as soon as you can. Yeah. And then until you get the, the principal's license, that you just want to partner with somebody else that has a license.
2: Gotcha. So in terms of uh, like what we've gone over so far and what we have left to go over, what would you say that your five to thrive is, like your top five ways for generating leads?
0: So, so right now, uh, I would tell you that... Um, I just And maybe
2: one for like a list for the new person and a list for what yours is today.
0: Different is mine's very different today because I I basically just mine the gold that's already in my client base. I get a lot of client referrals and a lot of recruiting referrals. So if you're on this call and you're like, I don't like marketing, I don't like prospecting, it's annoying. You really only have to do it for probably two years. Right. Okay.
2: Okay? So you've gone far from Chasing you know your leads to attracting them to you.
0: Yeah, so if you had to pound the payment forever. I, I mean would you guys really? Uh, be be with me right now doing this podcast <laughs> not. It's, uh, Eventually, it would yeah. become miserable. Yeah, like that doesn't, do it doesn't that doesn't yeah. sell the dream right. So if you if you're on this podcast, just know that you've got to do the the five to thrive um, and let's just say you're prospecting marketing for three to four hours a day, it's probably one to two years max, and then you don't have to do it anymore.
2: Mm. So just planting those seeds to be able to attract them for the yeah, rest but, of the time but so, what
0: I, so, so to answer your question, uh, the small businesses was a big deal. Yes, The community events was a big deal. The third thing that Samantha and I did a lot in the beginning was daycares where we would have a table about college 529 plans when, when parents came to pick up their kids at the daycare. Oh, that's a good one. Um, the the, f- the fourth thing that I got really good at was referrals because I'm an introvert. I don't want to talk to anybody. So I looked at it and said, hey, listen, if I go on eight appointments this week and I yeah, generate right. five referrals per client, I'm gonna, not going to have to cold call. Like I just looked yes. at it and said, do I want to... Call random people or do I really want to invest more time in getting better at referrals? Um, And then the fifth thing is that we sprinkled in some recruiting and we realized that if I train somebody new, that that's going to, so really you want people to fight uh, over your time. I remember uh, actually training Samantha and her brother and they would literally sit at a kitchen table and fight. Uh, over who's gonna go out with me that night, and I occasionally uh, obviously pick Samantha Moore because she was prettier uh, but but you want you want people on your team really uh fighting for yourself. So so really, right. at this point in my career, between my client referrals and training people i don 't ever pick up the phone, so if you're on this podcast you 're like, man, this is annoying i don't really want to make these calls. You don't have to do it forever. And I would just say it's worth it. Um, do you ever feel like making phone calls? No. Um, but that gets back to another podcast on the why and the purpose. Why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. What are your goals? Um, so, so you guys, so I'm going to ask you guys a question now. Because one of the things we didn't get to was uh, social media. Yes. Okay. So, so. I'm obviously not a social media right. guy. I'll probably be the last person on the planet. That had. But but honestly, if if Samantha didn't have it, I would probably be forced to get it. So, um, you know, wh- wh- if you got if someone would contact you in your social media about an opportunity, number one, what would what would be appealing or attractive, and, and what would turn you off? I guess is my first question. My second question is. Uh, how have you guys used it so far? and, and, and what do you th- what do you, I mean, what would you focus on really from your experience?
1: Do you want to go first? Do you yeah, want definitely, me? definitely. Go for it.
2: So from I mean personally, um, I'm learning definitely you know a student of learning how to use the social media more as a marketing tool than anything and trying to make the habit of only getting on there for the purpose of you know making money. Instead of, um, you know, wasting time, let's say like random cat videos or something. Or look at, <laughs> I don't watch random cat videos, but that's just the funniest stereotype I could think of for social media was- time wasting. But um, so like studying some guys who are very good. Like Andy uh, Kopke, um, like he sells his lifestyle, which I think is huge because he doesn't, you know, go out and chase a million different people and get notes from like a million different people. And it's people. real positive. And and it, yeah. yeah, great quotes. Yeah. Right. So, like, he's posting, you know, he's traveling, he's um, doing everything with his team. He's putting, he's not married, but he's putting <clears throat> pictures up with married couples so he knows he can attract those people to him. And I know, you know, a couple other people in the business who like to do that lifestyle thing too. And then it makes it a lot, a lot easier when they go to message people because all their friends have been following their success and their.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting that you just hit on something key. Is I think you attract people like you. Yes. So definitely, when -hmm. you're posting the quotes and the positive positive stuff, those are the people that you want. So the people that aren't really attracted to that, do we really care that much if they're not that interested? Right.
1: Right. And that's what he's saying is very similar to to the way I've been viewing it. Um, Really early on, I, I. Sat down with Samantha. You know, Nate told me that she would be someone excellent to talk to about this. So I sat down and talked to Samantha about it. And that was something that she really drove home to me was that you want to, you know, show like a positive message and a lifestyle and also avoid hot button issues. Don't get involved in politics on Facebook and stuff like that. And just through talking to her, I realized that in a lot of ways that was stuff that I was doing already because. As you guys know, I have my own podcast yes. that I want to push because I want people to hear it. Sure, and through and f- for that, what I was doing was posting my episodes, posting things that were concerning the topics that we right. talked about on it, the episodes, things like that. Like so, people knew who I was and what I was. Sure,
0: about. and it, it brings up a, another point, and I'm not going to get too much into compliance because that's not really an exciting. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> topic but just understand that there's so many things that we can't do yeah not because it's primerica because we're so regulated and you just have to be careful uh but one of the things i kind of want to end with today and and we can certainly do another podcast on this subject just because it's so exhaustive but have an abundance mentality about your marketplace Mm -hmm. so Some people just have a scarcity mindset, and I see it when we're trying to push for month-end goals. They're like, well, I'm not going to hit my goals, so I'm going to sandbag all this stuff until next month. But if you just think, if you approach her every single day and just realize that everybody and their brother needs what we do, uh, either really become a client or a prospect, if you're willing to talk to enough people and you're willing to take some no's, and probably one of the most important things, if you can just get to the point where you just don't care what people think about you. I don't think we can talk about lead generation without hitting on that. Absolutely. That is the probably the biggest reason that a lot of people don't fail. Yes. I care about what God thinks of my family, and that's it. I, I really don't care what people think about me. So if you don't have thick skin or get mentally tough, you're probably not going to make it. Stop taking it personal. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. It's just They're not interested. It's not a good fit. Maybe the timing's bad. Stop taking it personal and just realize when you do that, you're really being selfish because you're making it about how you feel not, Hey, this person might die prematurely without life insurance, or this person might not be able to become financially independent because you didn't talk to them, or this person has no shot to get out of debt. So, Primerica is about what we do for people, not what we do to people. Yeah, it's not like yeah. we're hurting them; mm-hmm. we're helping them. But if they don't say yes, who cares? Next.
2: So if somebody is getting beat up over those nose, if they're going out and they're just you know talking to one person, and that person says no, that's all they have in the front of. They're talking you know scarcity instead of abundance it, mindset. It's,
0: it's crazy. So they'll have one appointment the entire week, yeah. and then that person reschedules, and they're ready to quit Primerica. Right. Primerica doesn't work or it's not for them or they don't feel like they have what it takes, but no, you're just not giving Primerica a chance. Right. It works a hundred percent of the time when you work it, but you've got to generate a lot more leads yes. and get a lot more no's and set up a ton more appointments. Yes. Right. And so in work terms the numbers.
2: Of, um, you know, when you're talking to that one person versus a thousand nameless, like when uh okay. When uh when you know, you're coming off as Needy to somebody like i'm you know, I'm talking to you, and I'm coming off like I need you to meet with me. That's because I'm coming from the scarcity mindset, so if I have like a thousand people to talk to, I'm not gonna come off like I need them because I'm
0: yeah I have in a fact more to talk in to. fact, I do a lot of appointments where I actually take take it away, yeah. You know, where yeah, we're willing uh, to lose it. Yeah. So like I can go do an interview and feel like I'm recruiting them pretty hard and then I take it away and just yes. let them stew over it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know for those next few days, it's all they can think about. <laughs> and, and, and really they'll either call me back or I'll touch base with them and they're ready to go because I just, I, you know, it just doesn't make sense to act like, like you need people. But guys, as we wrap up today, um, have a block calendar, Work on at least five different ways. So if one way is not going well, that you're not stuck. Um, try to get your list over a, a thousand people. Very, very important. Have abundance mentality about your marketplace. And really, as I say all the time, is knowledge doesn't matter. It's applied knowledge that's everything. So you've got to apply some of this stuff right away if it's going to have an impact on your business. Hope this helps. Yeah,